Welcome to Social Minute, podcast that looks at social network minute by minute. Today we're going to be covering minute 101, which goes from an hour 40 to an hour 40, 59 on the clock. Uh, we start with uh, the conclusion of the previous scene, which is uh, Eduardo talking about what happened, um, you know, when he'd been invited to the uh, the offices, you know, with the funding. Apparently there's a lot of handshaking and congratulations. Um and Mark invites him back for the, you know, the million member party. He says, you've got to come back. And uh, they reminisce a little bit about, you know, drawing stuff on windows. Um, and then uh, we have a very quick cut of the Golden Gate Bridge, uh, which pays off the whole setup uh, from the club scene earlier. Um, and then Sean Parker, uh, he sets he sets up Mark, who's wearing his dressing gown and <laughs> some flip-flops, um, to go into case equity and be pitched. Um, and before the minute finishes, he says, um, you know, go to Mitchell Manningham and say, Sean Parker says, and we will get to what he says in the next minute. Joining me to talk about today is Luke Allen. Hello, Hello. Luke. it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I was going to have a comment and it's gone. That's, that's a good place to start. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine um so we're kind of concluding the stuff that started last week um you know we're jumping between the deposition we, we now only got one deposition to worry about and um you know the court reporter has asked an extremely leading question um about um <laughs> eduardo signing his own death certificate um and he talks about the congratulations um and this is where we find out that you know um th this is kind of the end of the summer uh, Mark Zuckerberg, I don't think officially kind of dropped out until a couple of semesters into the next term. But of course, Eduardo is telling us here that he's, you know, he's going to be gone for a semester and they're going to be saying goodbye for a while. Um, and then from the deposition, we then jump back to Facebook's offices. Um, and this is where Mark, you know, says, you know, some sometime around November, early December, um, Peter wants to throw us an amazing party when we hit a million members. It's going to be out of control. Uh, it's kind of interesting that they've kind of picked a timeline as to when they're going to get a million members um, and when they're going to have the party. Uh, but, you know, it, this was something that did actually happen. They did have a party for a million members at the Facebook HQ when they finally hit that milestone. Um, and Peter Thiel did spend a bit of money on it and they had, you know, the kind of the usual kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, th that's kind of a true event. I don't know how true it is that Eduardo was invited back or, you know, any of that kind of situation. Um, but I do find it interesting that, of course, you know, th in the script, it says as well, the direction is quietly can't believe it. And Eduardo says a million members. Um, and then I kind of like how <laughs> he says, remember the algorithm on the window at Kirkland, which obviously is is actually his entrance into the film was literally that moment. Uh, so it's interesting that effectively he's he's kind of reminiscing with Mark about that moment in terms of the development of Facebook. But he's also uh, as a character kind of reminding the audience. Remember when I came into the film, <laughs> like, you know, an hour and a bit ago when I walked in and did the algorithm on the window thing, which was, you know, quite obviously not real, you know, because they did not do that. But still, you know, um, and I kind of like how Mark almost dismisses it with just a yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Eduardo says, you know, that he'll be he'll be there. Um, so that just kind of concludes, you know, the, the stuff about, um, you know, from the, the deposition about his death warrant. And then kind of from then on, we, we basically in the next couple of scenes, we'll be moving forward quite a bit from that. We'll be kind of getting closer to the party. So we kind of at this point, we're kind of around September ish. And so obviously we'll be, you know, Eduardo will be going back to school and won't be coming back out to see Mark until 
um, that party, which you know will form the the kind of the basis of the rest of this week. I love the sort of fact as to how how small a percentage of the Facebook users now a million users is, like in the grand scheme of things. Um, I was just thinking that as yeah. you were talking, and about the fact that you know I know several people who are who have like at the limit of Facebook friends anyway. That to suddenly think that actually, you know, a, a million. You know, you you have a million followers on some pages and stuff on Facebook, but sort of see how big it's come and how it is still in use. Although I don't think anywhere near as popular as it was then. As 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 Eduardo was trying to sell it to uh, advertisers, the main selling point he had was that people go on it for hours and stay on it for hours and all that kind of stuff. So that's that was like the selling point when Facebook kind of arrived, um, and that was obviously how he was going to sell it to advertisers at the time. And I don't, you know, I don't think that like ninety-seven percent of Facebook users now are sticking around for two or three hours. Like I, I don't know that that's that's the kind of the, the thing. But like in terms of my own personal kind of use of Facebook throughout the day, it is something that I will kind of check on. Um, you know, you know, maybe in the morning, maybe after I get home from work, maybe at lunchtime once or twice. You know, at some point during the day. You know, just uh, because I mean, I don't, I don't have the notifications on my phone so that they don't they don't come on uh, you know over the top of everything else so it's not like i'm getting notifications all day from from things people are posting on facebook uh but i will just kind of pop on there and kind of check but i don't i wouldn't say i i mean i don't know i mean i guess with my new phone i could probably tell you exactly how much time i spend on facebook because it has like one of those things where it'll tell you different app usage oh yes um but i would hazard a guess and say it's probably not hours at a time like it was at the start no i think the closest thing to that that i have is like if i'm checking facebook while i'm watching a film but quite often i'll also be checking instagram and twitter and probably the imdb page for the film and goodness knows what else um no my point's gone again (laughs) uh well the the issue (laughs) with facebook for me uh a little bit of a, a tangent is the fact that it sort of annoys me how much how I get all the wrong notifications. It seems like my phone will come through and tell me that someone else has commented in a group post or something, and it'll decide to let me know that. But when someone's actually responded to my post or something, then it won't notify me. Oh yeah, no, the kind of the underlying structure of of Facebook is just not built for what you know a lot of people these days use Facebook for. I guess if you're posting on on your own page and people are replying to that, then you'll get the right notifications. But even then when people like stuff on my own page i'll i'll it, it won't tell me and then i'll find out hours later that someone's liked something so um yeah i i think the underlying structure of facebook is still kind of a little janky and i don't know that they could fix it without basically taking the entire site down and tearing it apart and putting it back up and that's just uh, i run the facebook page for a stand up comedian and so most of the notifications i get through are other people messaging him and i i never reply to his messages he does that i just make sure the videos and stuff are released on there but it's just always annoying i'm like oh i've got an epic outflow it's not for me it's just um but, <laughs> but so it's yeah it's fun it's nice to be a bit nosy sometimes know who's booking him for what even though if he listens to this i wonder if he'll he'll take me off as admin now <laughs> but um it's 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 nice and it's it's fun I also do a bit for a charity for a charity I work for as well. So most of my notifications are for other pages I run. Right. Yeah. Well, I, even then, I'd say the pages notifications are not. I mean, obviously, I've got tons of different pages for the various podcasts that I've had, and the, the pages notifications are terrible. You'll click on them and it won't tell you anything. So. Oh uh, yeah. 
you know, like I said, the whole thing is not really, uh, you know, a, a, as good as it would, would want anyone to think it is. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting as well, though, here that they've estimated like the rate of growth and they kind of know that it's going to be before the end of, you know, the first year bef when they actually hit like, uh, you know, a million members, um, you know, and uh, also like the idea, I mean, you know, Peter Thiel has only just, um, you know, has only just kind of invested in Facebook. And yet here he is ready to throw a party for a million members like before before they've even kind of like, you know, got to the point where, um, you know, like they're not even like doing any advertising or anything like this. Literally just there's going to be a million people and all of them are effectively going to be costing um, Facebook, you know, service based. Like there's no there's no kind of upside to them reaching a million, um, you know, and, until kind of, you know, like. You know, until you can kind of monetize it, then, you know, that's that's kind of the weird thing where, um, you know, like it, I don't know, it's it's weird for them to celebrate it. You know, um, uh, it's worth saying as well, there are quite a lot of Facebook groups these days that have themselves a million members. Um, so that in itself is kind of an achievement where it's, you know, and there's even I mean, obviously, the the ones that kind of succeed is, um, you know, the ones where they try to set a record. So. Um, you know, the most recent article I can find that kind of talks about this is um, let's break a Guinness record 2010, the largest group on Facebook. And that, that, that currently has about 5.8 million members. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if the, I don't know if that like kind of what goes on in that group. Um, the fourth biggest group, which has four million members, is we will not pay to use Facebook. We are gone if this happens, <laughs> which uh, probably comes from one of those periodic stories where it's where there's talk of pe people being charged to use Facebook. Um, you know, and the idea of like a Facebook premium in the same way that you have like, uh, you know, a YouTube premium and that kind of thing. And that sounds quite like something that's carried on through chain mail and stuff, which is uh, I, that, that's the other thing I hate about Facebook. Like, I love Facebook, but I'm I'm sort of 50 50 friends between like people my age and then older people on Facebook. who seem to believe every bit of chain mail that they sent. And it's just I got like little bits of where it's like. Um, you know when it's like for every share this gets, so and so gets like a pound towards this charity, and it's like you can't monitor that many shares, can you on Facebook? <laughs> no, no, that's not that's not a thing that yeah. Like there are there are some of those groups that are like that as well that are you know are um, you know just giant things where they're like this thing for charity or that thing for charity, um, and it's it's kind of it's kind of weird um, you know that that like. I, I don't know. I just kind of like that some of these groups have started up and they still kind of exist and still have millions of members. But I just cannot imagine like the admin nightmare of managing a group with a million members and the the kind oh, of yeah. frequency of posts um, and just like, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's kind of insane to think of like individual groups now having a membership that was, you know, once as large as Facebook was. Um, and I don't I like I mean, obviously, Facebook's membership now is kind of in the billions. I don't know that we'll ever reach a group that has a billion people in it like that's that like um maybe mm. maybe 10 million might be like I, I don't know it's just one of those things where i don't i don't even think that like um it, like the kind of facebook's coding would be able to cope with a group that had like a billion members in it which is like the amount of the posting frequency would just be enough to drive anybody kind of like insane yeah and i think several people would end up leaving the group or whatever with the oh it'd be matt what i quite like uh, about Facebook which I'm using at the moment is because I'm trying to get into the film industry. I'm part of so many different groups of either actors or 
uh, film people and stuff so I can because I'm trying to look for any little job and experience I can get that it's it's quite nice on Facebook for when people are calling out urgent requests for runners or producers or whatever and that's always helpful it did actually lead um, to me getting a really good cast for a film that I was working on recently because everything else I've done has been very sort of just get I write it I direct it but basically I put a camera there and point the camera at some people who can ever so slightly act and this time I joined the Midlands Actors group on Facebook, put a post out on there, uh, got a couple of people through the group who had like TV and film experience, and then got given free membership from someone through that group to Backstage, which is a big casting website. And it meant that I then spent a few days this summer like recording a film with a professional TV and film cast, and some people came over to be the camera people and it was like a, a proper thing so facebook is, is is nice and good in some ways yeah um for the record uh, facebook managed to reach one million active users um uh in the, on the 1st of december 2004 so the uh, and and when eduardo went to the palo alto house and they were talking about the implementation of the wall um, that was done on the 1st of September 2004. So this fits the timeline of like the end of summer 2004, Eduardo going back and then, you know, the million member party happening sometime in December 2004. Um, you know, uh, although I well, actually, I seen later on, uh, you know, it's pretty much meant to take place on the 1st of December 2004, I guess. Um, it's worth saying as well that, you know, by the time it got to the 1st of December 2005, Facebook was up to six million users. Um, so that's, you know, that, so within a year, they kind of, they, you know, they basically, what, what's that an increase of like a hundred and 120%? No, that's not right. Uh, 600% increase in the space of one year. Um, you know, that's, that's not bad growth, quite frankly. Um, uh, although of course that comes just before they were, um, expanded, you know, t t for anybody to be able to register. Um, and by the following year, they had doubled to 12 million. Uh, so on the 1st of December. So basically, two years after the million member party, they had 11 more million members, which is, uh, you know, it's a, an insane kind of rate of growth. Um, you know, that I, I like I guess most websites uh, could only envy that. Um, and it's worth saying then by the time we got to 2007, 58 million people were um, Facebook users on the 1st of December that year. So. Um, each year, I guess, 1st of December, Facebook keeps a track of how many users there are just because that's obviously part of their milestone was was hitting that million. Um, but, you know, to go from in the space of like three years to go from one million to 58 million, that is that's a really quick rate of growth. Um, and, you know, so you can kind of understand maybe why people super suspicious of, um, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Um, and of course, um, you know, by the time by the time we get to the film coming out, the tagline on it is you don't get to 500 million friends without making a few enemies. Um, so the, by the time they got to at least early 2010, they were up to, you know, half a billion users, which would be again, that'd be a rate of growth of almost exponential, basically, <laughs> from a couple of years earlier. Um, so. um yeah, one thing that I'm still... I'm basically using this about points about Facebook. One thing I'm still confused about with Facebook is the whole thing with Marketplace. Like, I've been on Facebook for two to three years now and it still won't let me join Marketplace. I don't, uh, I, I don't know. I don't is. know, yeah. I mean, obviously, if anybody from Facebook listens, then, you know... I think yeah. maybe it might be your age, Luke, unfortunately. 
Um, it could be, yeah. actually, I suppose. That, that might be. That might be the limiting factor on this. And then the second half of the minute, we get, uh, like I said, we get a shot of uh, the Golden Gate Bridge. That is not in the script. Uh, in the script, it okay. just starts with the Escalade pulling up and it says, you know, uh, uh, in front of a, a gleaming glass and chrome office building, which is accurate to where they pull up. Uh, Sean is at the wheel. Mark is in the passenger seat wearing brightly coloured pyjamas with his hair a mess. I don't think that's completely correct because he's wearing a dressing gown. Uh, he's got pyjamas underneath and I wouldn't say that his hair's a mess. His hair just looks like it always does. So I wouldn't say they're particularly brightly coloured pyjamas either. No, I guess that's obviously, you know, a uh, that's obviously a decision that, um, you know, David Fincher made that Aaron Sorkin went with. But it's interesting that obviously we get a Golden Gate Bridge thrown in in between uh, which gives us a nice little callback to you know the minutes in the club and the, the story of Roy Raymond and of course you know the, the the fact that the water under the Golden Gate Bridge is cold this time of year which I would say September you know pretty cold uh, but also pretty much any time of the year the water underneath the Golden Gate Bridge is cold it's never warm um, you know so you know it time of year doesn't really make any difference um, but yeah, and we get the setup, you know, um, Mark, you know, he's, he's 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 he asks, are you sure about this? And of course, Sean is like, you're 20 minutes late. You're going to walk in there and say you overslept and you didn't have time to get dressed. They're going to pitch you. Case Equity is going to pitch you. Uh, they're going to beg to take you. You're, sorry, they're going to beg you to take their money. They're going to nod. They're going to nod. They're going to nod. And you're going to say, which one of you is Roth? And he corrects himself and goes, no, uh, which one of you is Manningham? Uh, Mitchell Manningham and he'll say I am and you'll say Sean Parker says and that's where our minute finishes so we'll get the payoff to that tomorrow um, but yeah so I, I don't know I find this scheme kind of interesting because it's like you know it's it's maybe like a symptom of what could kind of take place um, you know at the height of kind of dot-com craziness which is people could be outrageously crazy like this or extremely rude and people would still want to give them money based on the fact that their, you know, their idea is strong, like the website is strong, you know, it's got a lot of members, it's, it's expanding really quickly. And so obviously that they don't really care that he shows up, you know, uh, behaving like a kid. Uh, and this again is this is based on, um, you know, a real thing that they did. They really did this. <laughs> they did this stunt where he showed up late to a meeting, he was dressed in flip flops and dressing gown. Uh, and apparently this is one of the things that kind of Mark Zuckerberg regretted almost immediately. Like within a few years, he was doing interviews and saying, yeah, we did that. And I kind of regret doing it because it was, you know, a little bit childish and stupid. But, you know, he was like he was only 20. So <laughs> so you can kind of forgive his his. And also, I feel like he's being led astray a little bit by Sean Parker in this uh, particular respect. Uh, but uh, yeah, like the payoff for this will come tomorrow. So don't discuss the payoff yet, Luke. Um but, you know, obviously, what do you feel about this uh, this particular stunt? It's very clever on a front. Like, it's a very clever point and a good idea. But the fact that I instantly, from the idea, not you know, not from the discussion there, got the point of what he was doing and why he was doing it made me think that maybe it's a little too obvious. But supposedly it worked. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll find out later on that uh, despite, th despite this, uh, they still get the money. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, there's not a huge amount to say. Obviously, we'll kind of get the payoff for it tomorrow uh, and we can kind of go into um, <laughs> like how even though what Mark was told to say. And I think it, actually it's interesting because, um, you know, we we what we do is we get like the setup to it and we don't go upstairs with Mark. 
Um, like, you know, we, we, we don't go and see the meeting. We don't go and see him do what he's told to by Sean in the meeting. You know, Sean just kind of gets in the, the car and waits. And we see Mark kind of walk off into the building. Um, I must say, you know, like the people, people who were kind of around on that street, um, while while they were filming this, must have wondered what was going on with Jesse Eisenberg just dressed in a dressing gown and some flip flops, like running up these steps to go into this building. Um, and also, I don't, like if somebody was wearing a dressing gown and running up to an office building, I don't know that I would be like. I mean, there's some there's people in the background. Obviously, they're you know I'm guessing they're extras, but they don't seem to be paying any attention to this guy just wearing a dressing gown and wandering around the street. I think even I would be like, hold on, what's who is this guy? What is he doing? Like you know, and I think it'd be interesting to see you know f- from the from the point of view of like inside the building, like if you're behind the, the you know like if you're someone who's like kind of in the reception and this guy walks in, you're kind of like, oh god, not this again, like. Not somebody else kind of pitching up here and doing a, a silly stunt with the, you know, with some kind of dot com thing. Um, like, so I would just love to see the exasperated kind of receptionist who's having to deal with these kind of stunts on a regular basis, um, you know. Uh, but also, I find it weird. I mean, one thing that always struck me slightly weird about this, maybe it's trying to be kind of true to life, is the fact that he says, which one of you is Roth? And then he goes, no, not Roth, Manningham. And in an earlier minute, we literally saw Justin Timberlake pacing around saying Mitchell Manningham and Revenge is a dish best served relentlessly and kind of going on about Manningham over and over again. And so it's weird that he gets to this point and he forgets about Manningham for a moment and then says Roth and then goes Manningham. Um, I've always felt that to be just like it's trying to make it seem like he genuinely forgot it. But it's like this is a revenge stunt that you've pretty much been planning for quite a while. So, <laughs> so I think you'd remember who to, you know, who to say. And I don't know that the whole, you know, which one of you is Roth, Roth Manningham. I don't know that that really adds that much to the speech. It's like, just have him say Manningham because we know that's who he's, he's ready to kind of get his revenge on. I always thought that's just a weird moment. And now I have this platform to point it out. Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of a bit of a transition from kind of the end of the previous scene and then the start of this, this kind of run of a few minutes where we basically reach the point of Eduardo's lawsuit. Um, you know, like we've, we, the funny thing with the lawsuit is we've had like an hour or so of this lawsuit and we haven't really reached the point of why Eduardo is suing Mark. Like we know their relationship broke down. We know they used to be friends. We know they start. They did face mash together. We know they started Facebook together. We know that that he put money into Facebook. We know that he froze the Facebook account. Like we know all these different things, but we haven't quite reached the point of like, why exactly is he suing Mark? Um, and so obviously that's something that we're going to get to in the next few minutes. Um, and so I will go to the Monday question, which I feel is moot given your age, but. Uh, did you see the social network at the cinema? Um, de- definitely not. I I became aware of the film probably about four or five years ago. Um, I probably heard it mentioned on some TV show or something, and I bought the DVD in a charity shop, I think, and watched it. Then I was like eleven, and I found it kind of interesting, but I never revisited it. And so, um. <laughs> I, I, I've seen clips and stuff like I meant to watch it this week but things have been manic um, so I'd be intrigued to see how much more interesting it is now I feel I'll understand it a little better and I actually use Facebook um, which I didn't when I was 11 so um, no I didn't see it in the cinema long story short <laughs> well then let's go to plugs is there anything that you wish to plug Luke? Um, yeah I host a podcast Please Be Seated wherein myself and a special guest review a film of their choice at the moment, it's on a bit of a hiatus, but it should be returning back for a second series soon. Um, 
my guests in the previous series have included uh, archaeologist David Roll discussing the inaccuracies with Exodus Gods and Kings, National Lampoon writer Dave Shelton discussing A Futile and Stupid Gesture, and several other people from the film industry including The Shining Twins and Sylvester McCoy and other people aren't there. And so there's some more stuff coming on there and I do um, short films and all my podcast appearances and films and everything can all be found at lukeallen.co.uk and you can find us on myspace at myspace.com slash the social minute or on twitter at social underscore minute or on facebook at the social minute podcast thanks for being my guest here today luke it's been fun and i'll see you tomorrow